Well, welcome to the Empower Church podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires you, encourages you, and ultimately empowers you to influence people and transform cities. Enjoy the message. Man, that's one of my favorite songs. Praise forever to the King of Kings. Here we are today, and this is Resurrection Sunday. The day we celebrate the fact that Jesus, he died, he was buried, and he rose from the dead. We celebrate that today. Why don't we take this moment right now and give a clap to Jesus right now. We honor you. We praise you in this place. We thank you for all that you have done, Jesus. You are so worthy of our praise. Amen. Amen. Oh man, I just, I love Resurrection Sunday. And uh, if you are a guest today, maybe this is your first time here at an Empower service. You came to a great one today. And uh, my name's Paul, my wife Kate and I, we are the lead pastors here at Empower. We're just just so happy to have you here celebrating with us uh, on this amazing day today, which is awesome. You know, I was, I was just going over my notes earlier and, uh, and just thinking about the festival afterwards as well. And um, my office is just upstairs there. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just going over my notes and, just, and I'm hearing this. Like that. And I'm like, what is going on downstairs? What's happening? And it just keeps going. And I think it's, it sounded like a child. And I'm thinking, man, someone needs to give that child their ball back. Someone needs to give you know, put the dummy back in the mouth. I don't know what needs to happen. And I'm like, what is going on? I open up the curtain and I look down and, and it's the animal farm. It's one of the goats going rah, right underneath my, my office. And I'm like, okay, that's the, that's the festival. That's cool. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, but I just, I just love that we get to, ha- this gets to happen today. You know, I, I love that even on Thursday, we didn't even know if we were going to be able to hold services this weekend, but here we are. We're holding services. I don't mind that I'm looking out at a bunch of masked people right now. I can still hear your amens. I can still hear you, you know, hollering back at me. I like when people talk back to me in the service as well. And I just love that God can move today in an incredible way. You know, I got, I got a black mask. And, uh, and you know, I, I got up this morning and had a plan. I had a black shirt and I was going to wear a black jacket with my black jeans. And, my, and, and then I, I suddenly realized when I put the black mask on, I'm like, this is not a good look. This is, this is not happening today at all. So here I am rushing to iron this shirt, you know, that I did not prepare. I hope you like it. It's, uh, it was last minute, you know, like I cannot wear this black mask and this black get up. It's not great. I look like a robber. Anyway, but uh, great stuff. Well, welcome to everyone online today. If you're joining us today online, it's great to have you with us. And uh, I just want to, I want to preach a word today really about the resurrection and, and, and the reason why it's so important to Christianity. It's so important to our faith and that our faith actually hinges on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. It's the reason why we have church. It's the reason why we do what we do. It's all about the fact that Jesus was real. He did come to this world. He did die to cross and he did rise from the dead. The resurrection is where our faith hooks onto and it hinges on that today. And this is what we celebrate today. And I love if you can open with me in your Bibles or turn to the screen to John chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. And uh, this, is, this is after the resurrection, early Sunday morning, and uh, just a great moment. And I want to share just a couple of keys from this 
today. It says, early Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. She ran and found Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. And she said, uh, she said they have taken the Lord's body out of the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. And Peter and the other disciple started out for the tomb. They were both running, and but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He stooped and looked and saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he didn't go in. And then Simon Peter arrived and went inside. He also noticed the linen wrappings lying there. And while the cloth had been covered, uh, had covered Jesus' head, was folded up and lying apart from the other wrappings. And then the disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in. And he saw and believed, for until then they had still, they still hadn't understood the scriptures that said, Jesus must rise from the dead. Then they went home. My first key today is, is belief in the resurrection. Belief in the resurrection. And I love that it's John that's writing this passage of Scripture. He's the one that said that the, the one that the Lord loved, the, the one that was running beside Peter that day. And I love that John, throughout all of history, gets to note in Scripture for all time that he outran Peter to the tomb that day. He was faster than Peter and he got there first. And everybody from history from then on knows that John was a faster runner than Peter. Does it matter? Does it matter to the Bible, to John? For all eternity, yes, it does. It matters. It matters. All right. Cool. Who else is competitive here? I mean, I think John might have been a little bit. Who knows? So cool. But I, I just love the faith of Peter and John because, you know, it just says as they, as they made it to the tomb and they look inside and, and they see the linen wrappings all wrapped up and put to the side. It's all put away neatly. And, uh, and I love the statement that John makes there is he said, they saw and they believed. They saw and they believed. Now you've got you to note in this moment right now, they have not seen Jesus resurrected from the dead. They have not seen him bodily in, in bodily form. They haven't seen him yet, but yet without seeing him with their own natural eyes, they believe. They believe in this moment. I mean, the body could have been taken. The, the, the stuff all wrapped up neatly in the corner, it could have happened, but not for Peter and John. Peter and John turned up and suddenly they remember all the scriptures that Jesus had taught them and they look and they see and they believe straight away. They believe that Jesus has risen from the dead. Now, I want to note this today is that Jesus didn't just rise spiritually from the dead. You know, there's a lot of things out there that just say, well, they could have rose, risen spiritually. They could have seen him like a ghost kind of thing. They, you know, uh, there could have been all sorts of reasons why to, to defute or, or refute the, the fact that Jesus did rise from the dead. But the truth is that he did and he rose physically from the dead, not just spiritually. Okay, because that same day they were able to touch him. You know, they were able to, to be there with him. You know, there's noted in one of the Gospels that he actually ate food and he ate fish with them uh, at one breakfast one morning. And we see that he wasn't just risen spiritually from the dead. He was risen physically from the dead. 
all right? And Peter and John both believe this. Now, here's the truth of the fact that others had risen from the dead before. Lazarus, we know the story that he had been risen from the dead. In John 11, we see the story of, of Jesus coming and, and, and Lazarus had been dead for four days and already in a tomb. And Jesus is like, roll the stone away. And he calls Lazarus forth and Lazarus hops on out in his linen wrappings and he's alive. All right. And the truth of the fact is, is that Lazarus did resuscitate and come back to life again. But the truth is, is that he did die again one day. He did die one day at maybe of old age, hopefully, or whatever it may have been. But, but in that moment, he was, he was brought back to life. Death lost its grip. We see a little, a little girl by the name of Talitha that was risen from the death. Death lost its grip on her as well. A man, Jesus walking in, who, who, who thinks that it was amazing? Jesus walks in one time to a funeral and they're all mourning, walking down the road in this funeral. And the, there's a young boy, a young man that's been, that's been dead and, and they're, they're, they're mourning in this moment. Jesus comes up and he just touches the cast of the guy gets up. So suddenly it goes from mourning to celebration and then mum has fainted, I think, on the ground because suddenly her, her son is back to life again. Hey, this is powerful stuff. But I love the fact that, that you know, these people, they, they were resurrected back to life again, but they did die again one day, but not Jesus. See, I wanna, I wanna show you why. It says this in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 55 to 57. It says, Oh death, where is your victory O death, where is your sting? For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. But thank God, He gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, death didn't just lose its grip on Jesus. Death lost its sting. Jesus will never, ever die again. He rose into an eternal state, into a body that will never die again. And, and there, He is the first fruits of the future. He is the first fruits as we sang just before, at speaking of the end, speaking of eternity, that we will, we will rise again, that we will be able to have that transformation, to have what Jesus has already gotten through the resurrection. That is a promise for all that believe and confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, who are filled with His Holy Spirit. We will have that opportunity as well in the future. But I love that it's not just a future thing. It's not just an eternal thing, but we can know victory now in this life. We can know it. We can know a life of victory in Jesus Christ because of the resurrection and because of the fact that He did rise physically from the dead. I love this is that people, they search for meaning in life in so many different places. There's a search for answers, search for peace, search for acceptance, a search for meaning and in all sorts of different things in life. And sometimes people will try one thing after the other just to find answers of what this life is all about. But I love what we are celebrating today. What the Scripture tells us today is that Jesus is the answer to life. Easter says this message to us, stop looking. That's what Easter says to everybody in this whole world, not just Christians. It says to every living person in this world, stop looking. If you're looking for life, you're looking for hope, you're looking for peace and answers in this life, to get joy in your life, you can stop looking because Jesus is that answer. 
He is the answer. He did rise physically from the dead. And the Bible says this in, in John eleven twenty five. before he rose Lazarus from the dead, when Martha was standing there and saying, you, you, you didn't come in time. You should have come three days ago. You would have been able to heal him when he was sick. And Jesus says, hey, hey, don't worry about that. I am the resurrection and the life. What's he saying to Martha? What's he saying to Mary in that moment? What does he say to us? He says, it stops with me. I was there at the beginning at creation. Because of my words, this whole world came into being. And death could not hold Jesus. Couldn't hold him down because he is the resurrection and the life. And all meaning, all life, all answers stop with him today. It all hinges on Christ. I want to tell you today that this is the greatest thing that's happened in all of human history. With all the amazing things that we know in history, this is the greatest event in all of history because it was an event that, that not only affected the past, the present in that time, it affected the future as well. And we can know God today through what Jesus Christ has done. His resurrection means that we have access into life in Jesus Christ, and we can know God for ourselves. Isn't that powerful? We have access. And see, I love this, is that Peter and John, Peter and John, they believe even without seeing. It's a little bit of a note, isn't it, to the way that we believe today, isn't it? See, we, we weren't there on the third day when Jesus rose from the dead. We, we didn't have that opportunity to be, to be born in that time. We've been born in this time. But I love that Peter and John actually show a message to us that they were prepared to believe looking at some linen wrappings and a stone rolled away and they hadn't seen Jesus alive with their own eyes. It sent a message to us today to say that, hey, our faith, it hinges on the fact of our belief. It's our belief. We believe in God. We believe that Jesus came. We believe in the resurrection. And see, when a person accepts Jesus Christ into their lives through praying a prayer and accepting Jesus into their life, they are filled with the Holy Spirit. Because when Jesus rose from the dead, you know, He, was, he hung around for a, for, for a period of time before He ascended to be with the Father in heaven. And 50 days after that was the day of Pentecost when the Spirit of the living God was poured out on all of humanity. It was poured out on that 120 people, the early church in the upper room that had been seeking God for that period of time. Here they are on the day of Pentecost and the Holy Spirit was poured out on upon them. And Jesus said, you will receive power when my Holy Spirit comes upon you. See, here's the power of this, is it takes faith to believe in Jesus, but when we accept Jesus, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We're empowered for this life. We can sense God. We can know God. We can be renewed in our faith from the inside out. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit. All because of what Jesus has done. He made a way so that we could have a living, ongoing relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Who loves this today? And this is all this is all results of the resurrection. It had to happen first before we could experience the life that we get to live in God. And I love that it takes belief. It takes faith. We think about not to, so long after this is that Thomas, one of the disciples, he is, he's there and, and Jesus has actually now appeared physically in front of most of the disciples. And, uh, and, and Thomas wasn't there in that moment. Poor old Thomas. He was just a guy that reasoned. That's all. 
Uh, people go, who knows, man? The guy goes down in his history as being known as Doubting Thomas. He wasn't Doubting Thomas. He was just a guy that just reasoned. That's all. You know, and maybe you're here today, and maybe you're a person that reasons with your mind as well. But that doesn't mean that God can't connect with you. That doesn't mean that God can't show you how real He is through another means and another way. God can do anything. And see, here is Thomas in this, in this, this room with the doors shut, with the windows locked, and he's in there and he's going, hey guys, you know what? I think it's great that you're telling me that Jesus is risen from the dead, but unless I can put my own fingers in His holes in His hands or in, his, in the side where the spear went, I'm not gonna believe. And as he's saying this, Jesus appears beside him. All right, man, anyone know Thomas needed to go to the toilet in that moment? He just did. It was just like, honestly, I was like, oh, oh, hello. Here's Jesus right now. He appears in this moment, all right? And he's right there and Jesus doesn't, doesn't say anything. Grabs his hand, grabs his hand, puts his fingers in, his, in the holes uh, in his hands, lifts up the side. He says, touch in there. He said, do you believe now? Do you believe now? And he makes this statement to Thomas. He says in John 20, 29, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, yet have believed. Yet have believed. That's the message to us today in 2021. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. And sometimes we're looking, unless I can see evidence, unless I can see this stuff. But I tell you now, our faith is hinged on the fact that we believe first. We believe first. It's a leap of faith. It's a leap of faith to understanding. See, Thomas, from that, that day on, he went on, and I believe his life was changed from that moment on because he went on to do great things like all the other apostles did. But see, believing without seeing is the power to our faith. That's what our faith is built on, that Jesus did rise from the dead. He rose physically, not just spiritually. And we have faith today and we are renewed in our faith today to believe. See, this message of the resurrection of Christ isn't just for Christians. This message is for everybody. And I wanna encourage you today. That's why Jesus said, before he ascended to heaven, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Let them know what's just happened. Let them know what I have gone through and suffered and died for the sake of humanity and let them know that I rose from the dead. Let them know. And that's why he tells us, he told us then and he still speaks to us today to renew that and remind us that this is the message of hope and faith for all the world. The second thing I see in this story is that he calls your name. He calls your name. He calls my name today. You know, after Peter and John leave, Mary, who was the first to go and get them, she stays there. And she's, she's in that moment and she stays and she starts weeping and crying because and, the meaningfulness of her, her salvation is so rich and meaningful because she knows what she's been saved from. She knows what Jesus saved her from. See, here's this woman that, that was, had, had, had many demons cast out of her, had a life of sin and brokenness and you name it. She, was, she had been dragged through it in her life, but here Jesus found her and saved her. Her very life, her very existence up until that point, she was so thankful for what Jesus had done. And here is her Savior. He is her Messiah who's been killed and now his body's been stolen. And she is there weeping and crying in this moment. And as this moment happens, Jesus actually appears behind her and he says these words. He says, why are you crying? And she looks around and she can't recognize him. She can't recognize him. Jesus just disguised himself in this moment and she, and she, she thinks he's the gardener, all right? 
And so she begins to pour out her heart and say, you know, he, he was our Savior. He was meant to be the Messiah, the Christ that would, you know, we, we, we just, we followed him and we believed in him. We, and now he's dead and someone's taken his body away. And, and Jesus just lets her pour out her heart as she's weeping in this moment. And all Jesus needs to do is say one word. He says one word to her and that's her name. He says, Mary. Mary just says her name and she knows and recognizes Jesus in that moment. All he had to do was say her name and she remembered. She knew. See, the beauty of this is that Jesus called her name. He calls your name. He calls my name today. He knows our name. And the power of the resurrection says this, is that we now have access to God. We have access to God. We have a way to enter into His presence now through what Jesus has done. Jesus said, Mary, to remind her that I know you, Mary. I know you. I know your life. I know your story. I know everything that's, that's happened to you. I know the choices that you've made. I know things that have been done to you that have hurt you and broken your life. But I am your restorer. I am your healer. I am your life, your hope, your peace. I am here today. I know you. But I, here is the power. Even though I know you, you have to choose to come to me. You have to choose to come to me. I am accessible. I, you can know me. You can know me through what I have done. See, the power of this is that when Jesus died at the cross, you know, there was a, a massive curtain that, that blocked out the holy place to the holy of holies in the temple. And see, that's where the Ark of the Covenant was, where the presence of God resided in the Old Testament. And the Old Covenant was that, you know, there needed to be lambs and, and animals, pure animals that was sacrificed, you know, to cover the sins of the people for that year. And there was so many different sacrifices that were made. And once a year, the high priest got access into the Holy of Holies. He got to go in and, and, and bring offering to God in worship. And in this moment where Jesus was the last sacrifice, the final lamb that would be slain, and God in that moment when Jesus died, He tore the veil that was 100 mil thick, three stories high. God tore it in half. I mean, imagine being someone serving in the temple in that moment and suddenly you see a 100 mil thick curtain, that's that thick, three stories high, ripped in half from top to bottom. It was from top to bottom because it wasn't man's answers, it was God's answers to the world. And it was top to bottom that God tore this in half. And He says, that the old covenant said you did not have access. But because the wrath of God has been placed upon the Lamb of God, because He has taken the punishment for the sins of all humanity, the nails were put through His hands and feet. He has bled and He has died. He is the final Lamb once and for all time. And now through Jesus Christ, we all have access into the presence of God. It's through the blood of Jesus that we are being given access to know God for ourselves. He says, come. He says, come. I know your name. He calls, to your, he calls your name. He calls my name. He calls all of us. And see, it's up to us on whether we receive that or not, whether we accept that in this life or not, but it's all been done for us. 
Worthy is the lamb that was saying. We will sing it as we sang that song. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It will be sung in eternity forevermore. It's even being sung right now. Being sung right now forevermore. Holy, holy, holy is the lamb of God. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. See, we lift up his name. We honor his name because he did it all for us. Such was his love. See, Jesus went through infinite suffering at the cross. As I shared on Good Friday, He bled and He died for our sins. He died, He was in the tomb for three days, but He rose from the dead. Why? To give us access. Why was, this, why was a stone rolled away from the tomb? It wasn't rolled away so Jesus could get out. We just proved that Jesus could walk through walls. It wasn't so He could get out. It was so that Peter and John could get in. So they could get in and see he is risen from the dead. He's alive. He's well. And Jesus is alive. He will never die again. He is risen for all eternity. And see, the truth is, is that for all of us today, we celebrate this today. We celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is why we worship. This is why we praise. Because this is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of humanity. Because we all get access to God because of what Jesus has done.